Live and awaiting the announcement of Dero to DC United as the director of Tamgam Analytics. Why not? It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Oh, sounds exciting. I, I can't wait to see what invisible Tam he's going to sign for. He's going to bake and shake those numbers, baby. Raise your voice. Yeah, I and mean, he's got that experience playing with Canada. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's probably done some things. He's got his own team and academy. Yes. Surely he is an expert at this now. Yeah, they're, actually, I, they're actually named after him. Isn't that a prerequisite well. yeah. these days? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's perfectly yeah, how qualified many for all teams things. are there, actually? No, but, like, you own a League One team. Okay, now go be an exec in MLS somewhere else. That's yeah. right. That's the pipeline. That's yeah. the pipeline. I Finally, finally we can see it. It's clear. Mm-hmm. I can see clear. Anyways, <laughs> well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. Podcast that can't believe that anyone is surprised Canada didn't get more World Cup games. Come on, people. Be realistic here. On this week's show, we briefly uh, discuss TFC's triumphant start to the preseason, plan the parade, uh, get some more backstory to the unraveling of Electric City FC. Aww. Delve deeper into the CSB Media Pro mess with our very special guest. More on that momentarily. Talk World Cup schedules, CONCACAF stuff, and more. Yes, more. Sorry. Now to this week's panel. Starting the reno to his basement for the World Cup rates, say hello to Duncan Fletcher. Did, did people, were there actually people out there who were thinking that Canada was going to get like a third of the games? Because if yes. so, that's delightful. That's, that's charming. I know. Bless, Adorable. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, hello. Uh, getting the loom warmed up for all the World Cup merch. It's Mark Hinckley. You really think by now it'll have capitalized on all of these threats to be ready for this moment? No, I'm not. No. But I now, know. now we, we have, might be the time. We have hope for you. It might be the time. I, 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 I appreciate New that Patreon level incoming. Honestly, I yeah, I mean... Every time I appeal for it, it, it doesn't really go up much. I mean, I thank everyone, you know, and I usually do. But, like, obviously the threat of having me make scarves that are really hilarious, but very <laughs> right. short yes, shelf yes. life. Don't don't threaten us a with a good time, Mark. I know, really. I really, I, I, I still I still want to make the, uh, the uh, York United, uh, York Lion Stadium Auditorium of Thoughts scarf uh, from a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I broke that down. Um, I giggle every time I say it. I'm surprised it didn't so giggle when I said it then. <laughs> uh, camping out at Sam the Record Man to secure our World Cup tickets. Tony won't be with us this week. Mm. What a legend. I know. You should and see his sleeping bag. It looks really comfy. He's been there for months. I, well, just the dedication. It is. This is why This is why he's part of the team, is yeah. his dedication to yeah. this. Yes. And please welcome our very special guest, Canadian soccer media legend, former editor of Plastic Pitch, a magazine you all should have been reading, jerks, uh, current editor of Edify magazine, author, possessor of excellent taste in music, and all-around good guy, Mr. Steven Sandor. Hey, I'll be spending the World Cup, you know, sitting at Commonwealth Stadium going, hey, what are the games coming here? And uh, being bitter in general. (laughs) (laughs) Sour. Me and Alfonso <laughs> Davies sitting at Edmonton. Doing it. <laughs> what happened here? No, no. I'm sure I'll I'll find my way over to Vancouver somehow. 
And then you can watch it in a bar. And watch it. Um, (laughs) I'll probably, yeah, watch it in a bar. And yeah, it'll be so much fun. It feels like such a long time from now anyways. It's like... It does. It's not remotely real right now. These are just words and things. Yeah. Uh, As for me, no. The Voyagers don't have access to tickets. Really. Yet. We don't. Yet. If we did, we would tell you. Honest. Mm-hmm. But we're getting this them is first. me for the next two years in our DMs. Good I luck. am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. It's, it's already started. <sighs> I don't doubt it for a second. Like literally with I think it did I think it took less than five minutes before the first message. And you guys mm. have been able to work with the CSA and with CONCACAF, maybe? I don't know. I mean, why, why not FIFA? It's all FIFA. We have no, there's no, anyway, anyway, that's a whole different part of the show. We'll talk about that some more in a bit. I'm right. sure FIFA up. would be delighted to give away like a section of the stadium for some like like cheaper tickets for enthusiastic locals. They'd yeah. be happy to give up that money. We'll have like the back two rows of the really unstable grandstand edition. Mm. Is that where the wolves hang out? Exactly. Yeah. They, maybe I, we get harnesses this time. Yeah. Still cannot wait to see how this is all going to work to get FEMO up to capacity. I can't wait. I, I'm very it's much looking be amazing. forward to it. It's going to be awful is what it's yes, going to be. It, yes, it is. All right. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, though, or mm. 15, 20 minutes. Anyway. Uh, first up, what's been happening? So... Well, lots has been happening, but we just move things around in the show, as you all know. But first, we're going to talk about TFC versus Nashville for like Pray. a couple minutes because they sure. won a game-ish thing. And the Italians scored? Both of them? Well, they kind of put themselves on the display for... for Shop window, shop window? Yeah, for mm. potential movements to somebody that isn't Nottingham Forest. I mean, come on. I was going to say, but he turned down... Nottingham Forest to he stay wants in Toronto. County. He wants he's, he's that committed. Mm. He's so committed. Yeah. Um, whatever. I will. I will take the ridiculous positivity just for positivity's sake. Really, um, I do like that. Um, I do like that everybody that could play seems to have played. No new injuries, so that was nice. Um, and none of us expected them to remotely show up well against Nashville, even in a preseason match, who are not even arguably who are a better team than Toronto. Like, that's not an argument. It is just fact. Um, They're in preseason and, too, though, Kristen. Yeah, but this was their third game. They're already rounding into form, Duncan. Oh, wow. Good point. Indeed. Well, on it, the parade, is, we're going to be good. Right? Is it Right. Is, is there an off season at MLS anymore, or do they just like no. play MLS Cup and go right into the preseason of the next year now? Pretty much. It's, getting it's really there. annoying. It's, it's 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 getting there closer and closer. I feel like that window went from like were, four months quote, to two unquote, months. Yeah, they were quote unquote off for like a month, but during that month is when the super draft happens and the re-entry thing and then this other thing and oh it's just a fucking mess. Like I mean, the first game is in Three weeks. To, the first yeah, MLS right. game is in three weeks. To be fair, Toronto's been off for no. a lot longer. <laughs> that you is true. Argue, you could argue they haven't really played a game in a couple of years. A real game. Like, <laughs> also not, true. Not wrong. <laughs> but 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 be right. I just I just I just find it like just maddening. You know, it's that 
that that we go right from really like you said that the MLS Cup, MLS playoffs stretching longer and longer, and, you know, with all of the external competitions that you have as well. Um, you know, when you shut your and, league down for a month for no reason. Yeah, and now we and now we and now we've got basically no off season, and, and then people wonder why players get hurt so much. Yep. All the time. And and we wonder why, like, like, oh, don't even get me started about how. Like, like, I don't know, like, how MLS figures out a way to actually shorten that season and to actually remove some games, which actually would help the league in the long run. But it would, uh, it's getting just a bit ridiculous mm-hmm. with, like, in, in any ways, it, it makes it feel like the first two, and I've, I've written this before and I used to hear it, that it feels like at MLS now until May or June is preseason anyways, because so many teams make the playoffs. You just got to know to be peaking at the right time, which is in the fall. Like still mess with your lineup and stuff until like you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time. So yeah, it's just, it just feels weird. It just feels weird that, that, you know, we're talking about preseason already and it's, and I mean, we're talking about Champions League too, I guess. So like, yeah, like things that are happening and it's February. The first week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing from this, other than yes, well, you know what? I will take, I will take f- whether it's false enthusiasm or effort from the Italians or real, I don't care. As long as they are, if they want to put on a good show and it helps the team, please show yourselves off actually produce and contribute on a consistent basis if you're gone mid-season or whatever well then thanks for the assist whatever but i'll take it for now but i liked that deandre care was involved um in one of the goals and did like again nice stuff really like him good young player um i like seeing the young players that we talked about last year being involved and getting to play and that sort of thing so to me those are those are important for like a, a first, it's not even a game. They're the 60 minute ones, but it doesn't matter. Everybody played. Nobody got hurt. Positive things. Huzzah. So sounds like, sounds like you're predicting us to get into the playoffs. So I appreciate that. Oh, I, Hey, I'm not going yeah. that far yet. Uh, Am I? Duncan, we'll I think that's pretty much exactly what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and in, for impartiality sake, Steven, huh? Yeah, the uh, is isn't everyone at the playoffs this year? Did the MLS change the format? Like, there's a play-in <laughs> oh, game, play-in might... game. Yeah, yeah, I think, okay. yeah. That sounds sound like part of that, like the Gam Tamalinics now. Where you 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 have like the 15th and 14th place playoff game that happens on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, the, the, in, the, in October, and then and then the Super then, Eliminator is now what it is sponsored yes. by Audi. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by like Saab or something instead. Yeah, some other car company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mid-level European car company. Exactly. You, oh, Yugo. Can we get it sponsored Renault. by Yugo? <laughs> Ooh, Continental. And, Renault. And... We haven't sold anything here in a long time. Renault. Oh, what was the what worst was car I ever drove and that my family owned was a Renault Alliance. I hated that fucking thing. <laughs> it's... The exhaust system decided to detach itself from the car while I was on my way to work once. That was fun, horrifying. Yeah, that thing sucked. I hated that car. Anyway. What was, yeah, that was always, that was always the great part about MLS. Like in the first few years in Toronto, you'd see see the billboard signs uh, at BMO Field and you'd be like, none of this stuff is sold in Canada. 
because like you have your American <laughs> yeah. sponsors yeah, of like yeah. the, the third or fourth most popular soda pop company in the United States. And you're like, yeah. And you're what like, what? You can't bimbo, get squirt up what here. Is bim, what is bimbo? <laughs> what is bimbo? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and you'd be like, it would, it was just like so odd. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, I, that's, that's who would bring me bringing you the super eliminator 15th versus 14th place. <laughs> for all the marbles for the chance to play the winner of the 13th and they would make an esoteric like the 13 versus 11 game and 12 plays nine. Oh yeah and because 10 nine, gets nine. a special <laughs> special buy into a three-way Ooh, it's a three tournament yeah a jouet a toi because I mean a jouet a toi we've already got some really good like show title kind of candidates oh, a toi might be my favorite thing ever <laughs> wait are you saying we could have three teams on the field at one time says oh my god don't give me ideas suggesting no yeah. one okay Sign mls mls people just no Sign no me i'm in i'm in Stop. steven tell me more what do you got what do you got is there a triangular pitch oh 30, could it be no. three nets no 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 it's check so this out check this out okay what, 30 what? minute thirds one plays two in the first, two plays three in the second, <laughs> one plays three in the third. Boom. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're and then just out of total goals? I don't know. We yeah. haven't gotten that far, Duncan. Okay. Is, is there some skullduggery afoot? Like, has, <laughs> have the managers of Seattle and Vancouver made a secret accord to knock Portland out? That would be like, oh, yeah. This, this opens up a whole new thing, yeah. I'm, Cincinnati I'm, and Columbus align against Toronto. I've never been happier to have the Apple TV thing. So this sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Worth it. Someone send round. this part of the show to Apple. We're yeah. helping as yeah. per Ooh. usual. Mm-hmm. MLS on Apple. Come for Messi. Stay for this Chouetois <laughs> thing we just came up with. <laughs> there are oh other God, teams Chouetois. in the league. <laughs> 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 MLS on Apple. There are other teams in the league. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're fixing uh, some real, real problems that so haven't been addressed. We, so, but we often mm-hmm. do. So I know that's, uh, that's I know. the important thing. Oh my goodness! All right. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that that should have been fixed, didn't need to be fixed, but are now completely broken. Uh, Electric City FC, the Peterborough League One Ontario side that we already mentioned is of course defunct and talked about what went wrong um a couple of the former owners investors have spoken out and uh universally are throwing one man under the bus it's been hilarious um not hilarious it's just been really depressing actually to see what how quickly it all fell apart and how messed up one person managed to to to, to do this this greg couch guy uh who just somehow managed to push everybody else out and run roughshod over it and then cut corners cut marketing doesn't care like just like it went from again i've talked about the fact that i was involved at with this at a very early stage before the team actually started playing because of um mostly because of keaton robbins who was no longer with the team pretty much from the start unfortunately um but good kid 
we knew him from waking the red um but other people and you know was and again we talked about like there was community ownership there was there was huge plans to make it to the camp Yell. there were stadium plans there was you know like a really good sense in the community and then it all it started in a really weird way because things didn't seem to be happening the supporters trust wasn't happening we're like okay that's coming and then everything started to fall apart no one ever really 100 percent knew why you'd hear rumblings but to hear two guys um who are you know still in the area still involved in in sports in the community and stuff like that basically say yeah this dude and it just it it shouldn't surprise me after many 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 years one of just being alive and knowing how the world works and being you know somewhat involved in canadian sport um but it makes me sad and angry and rare so i think the thing that surprised me from these articles was that so many like so many people poured into the trust mm-hmm. without having like like a, a real blueprint but then that guy the the guy who basically drove everybody out paid out everybody who contributed to the trust so yeah and then ran into the guy like it seemed like it was still weirdly above board even though it was still kind of shitty <laughs> Yep. I don't know. I was, it's, it's such a, if this had gone on for another three years, the book would have been incredible, but unfortunately only lasted two and the book could probably still be kind of interesting. I'd read it. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. What a, what a bizarre, what it like, it seemed like by the, the plan flying by the seat of their pants was great. And then he came in. Like we're gonna tie in with the, with 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 the college, and they're gonna help out with the marketing, and it will be part of a intern internship, and some of them will get will will you know get hands on experience making those connections and building building that network that kind of helps drive these small clubs, and then he that's comes along goes bad nope. idea. I'm sorry, that's mm-hmm. just like right then and there. I would have had it five in the boardroom like so. We're gonna bring in interns to learn on the job. Oh, I like that I, to me. Like you, like, and this is the problem that we've seen so many times with startups in Canadian soccer mm. is the undercapitalization of the front office, where it's basically like, oh, it'll take care of itself. People will just walk because it's nice to support soccer, yeah. and they will come into our front door, and then we're gonna melt. If you're not spending a lot of money, and 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 this is the thing, and I and from what I saw of those stories and 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 other the investors and and I love their passion for what they are, but they, I don't think they had any idea of how much money you're going to lose in this venture, and if you're not prepared, like to go in and really be in it to lose a lot of money early on, um, in order to build something for hopefully later on, um. It just, it's just does not going to work. And you have to bring in people that really know what they're doing in terms of, of, of being in that sports marketing business. And yeah, you're going to have to pay some salaries to get this done. And you can't run it like you're running some, I don't know, Instagram account where you're bringing people in like for free stuff that they, they can, they can do these things. So from what I saw, their business structure was inevitably doomed to fail. 
um, community-owned teams, and, and I love TSS Rovers and what they've done there. And I think they've done it the right way because they seeded that for a long period of time and really kind of let the community know what's going on. And I think it's a very different model, but I think in a lot of cases, it's done hastily. Um, and it's not done with a lot of foresight into the problems that, that can, can arise as well as, you know, I think it's the classic case. I don't care what level of professional or semi-professional soccer you get into. I go back to something that FC Edmonton owner Tom Fath told me all the time. Imagine all what's the worst you could, the worst amount of money you can lose in a year on a soccer team, then multiply it by 10. And that's what you're going to lose. Right. And so if you're not like prepared, even at that level of soccer, to lose money with starts in the M as in millions, you shouldn't be at it. Yeah, I think I think part of the excitement for this team in the very beginning, in the planning stages and in the very early goings before he too was turfed out was having um, uh, Jenkins involved. Um, uh, what's his first name again? Ferguson? Well, my, my, well, no, no, that's, um, that's a uh, no. <laughs> Rob Jenkins, uh, um, because of his already sort of like experience within Canadian soccer and within running a team and, and, or being involved in, you know, like that sort of thing. So like there was, there was a buy-in for the experience and stuff. And like the community owning thing was never meant to be whole. It was supposed to be 10% of the team. Um, anyway, it's just, it's a frustration thing. And again, it's also make, I am, again, I am particularly hurt for lack of a better word or upset about this situation because Peterborough is my hometown and that's where I first played soccer and that's where I fell in love with the sport and all of those things and I've wanted nothing I want nothing but good things for my hometown in general um so I was very excited for this and then the the again the guys that um you know behind the supporters club the current um all their work and so on and their excitement and their help with all of this. So it's just, it's just one of those things to see it, to see it fall apart so quickly. was just like, Oh, hurt. Anyway, it is interesting though. And it, yeah, like Steve, you know, you make a, a really excellent point about um, expectations of people when they go into this sort of ownership or this sort of business situation within, within sport, um, especially within Canadian soccer. And that's, yeah, it's a it's a good point. It still doesn't make me any less unhappy. Yeah, I do feel it was very you know it's kind of optimistic and kind of happy, clappy, and just kind of like hype based. And yeah, all right, we'll get this started, and you know it's gonna just hopefully it'll just take off and it'll eventually somehow work out. And you know, uh, it probably never was, but. It's maybe a little unrealistic, but then, yeah, after this guy kind of comes in and is presumably thinking, hmm, okay, right, we need to like run this a little more successfully. Presumably, he was like the guy who is, you know, maybe kind of cutting down costs, but is like thinking, all right, yeah, maybe a bit more long term, and I can be running this. And he gave it a year. I mean, can't help but think, what exactly was he expecting? Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's all. Uh, uh, a, a very sort of old story, I think, uh, really, but it's sad yeah. that it comes up again. Oh, great. 
All right. Well, now we are on the what we are talking about, and there's lots of things to talk about. But first up is the ongoing drama saga that is the CSB Media Pro Divorce. And it is one of the main reasons why we have our very special guest, Mr. Stephen Sandor, on with us this evening due to his vast experience within the Canadian soccer media landscape. Steve, hi. Yes. Hi. So, yeah. just Are I, you, I don't are know. you ready? I am like, ready. I just, you can ask away and what I have knowledge of or just some experience in to sort of say, hey, this is how difficult it is to broadcast soccer in Canada. I can uh, can help out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you this because we this is our was our general question to ourselves last week was basically what the hell happened? Like what went wrong here? Uh well I think a lot of things have gone wrong and and and, and and I, I, the deal was always flawed to begin with in the sense that a lot of people had some very, I think, mistaken perceptions. Like, for example, Media Pro, when the deal was signed, the $200 million over 10 years figure was thrown out. When That was what Media Pro said they were going to be spending total. Like, that wasn't what the money that the CSB was going to get. CSB was going to get mm-hmm. some of that money, and I think we know now it was what, about... 87 they were supposed to get or something like that the rest was investment into like hiring people hiring getting the equipment getting the infrastructure put in place to broadcast games from across the country which you know canada is a pretty darn expensive place to do it from and that's why those decisions some of those decisions that media pro made um that that i think affected some of the quality of the broadcast um was were made such as broadcasting all the games centrally uh, and not being on sighted games, which I think is something that in in smaller leagues we're seeing. I mean, heck, MLS does it, right? MLS is doing it with their Apple uh, deal. So if if MLS and Apple are doing it, um, who, who am I to sort of really still criticize Media Pro for doing something like that? Uh, you know, Media Pro was, was going to have a carriage issue, as, 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 as in they had come in with a flawed plan which was they were going to sell the games. We're going to try to sell the games like national team games, can PL games to the other broadcasters. But that created a problem because media pro had its own channel. So media pro by having its own channel with one soccer that they created, were using that content to funnel to one soccer. Now who in their right mind, is going to buy the rights, let's say, to a CanPL game or a package of games or the Canada game, but that game is also being broadcast on one soccer. Why? Why? Why you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too, and that was always the flawed part of selling the soccer rights, is that one soccer was actually acting as a barrier for them selling the rights. So going back, and I think. This is something we're going to ask about anyway. So it's something I've written about and alluded to. I hadn't said a lot about it at the time because obviously I had some personal um, holes in the fire. But FC Edmonton, when they first came into CanPL as an existing team with an existing broadcast platform, um, of which I was a part of, for people who don't know, uh, for years in the NASL uh, on the broadcast team for, for FC Edmonton. Uh, that 
they were already working on a local deal for their CanPL games uh, and, a, and, a, and a local package broadcasting wise. When the Media Pro deal came in, there became a conflict. The local broadcasters uh, did not want to have those games on Media Pro or their website, obviously, because they wanted them on their platform and their website, right? If you're paying for those rights. So in the end, the local broadcast deal for FC Edmonton just couldn't happen once the Media Pro deal was signed. And it it actually has effectively blocked teams from being able to cut their own deals. Um, so you have this, it almost acted as cross purposes with each other, that you had Media Pro who was doing whatever it could to broadcast Canadian soccer and, and putting all these resources into broadcasting Canadian soccer, but by its very existence was blocking the sale of, 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 of these rights to other, other, um, to other parties. Now, CBC had picked up games in the first year, and I did freelance for Media Pro in that first year while they were still building the studio in Mississauga. So they were still doing some stuff on site and I'd freelanced a few games and I'd done a few on CBC, um, the, the, the package that CBC chose not to renew for the second year. Um, you know, CBC went gung-ho on the Canadian, you know, basketball league, which ironically, originally when they were set up, Media Pro was doing the video for that as well, but on site at the games. Um, hmm. the, the, I didn't but, know that actually. Uh, obviously, but CBC went hard into the, into basketball as TSN now has gone into on the Canadian side. Um, and I, th but I think that that existence, the funny thing is, is that one soccer was acting as his vanguard and it was an important one. And, and don't get me wrong. And I respect the people that work there very much. So, and, and the last thing in the media that we ever kind of wish for is for her fellow colleagues to lose their jobs. And that's never what I'd want to see. Um, and they were working as a real vanguard for Canadian soccer. But in that sense, it had become such a hostile pool for what is a small pie. And, and it, there's a real problem in Canadian soccer, especially in the media side, that it's a really small pie. And it's it's a really, and I've mentioned this, and, 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 and people will say that I, I kind of gripe in small potatoes. And before people say that I gripe about small potatoes and things like that, let it be known, I... I don't want to sound cocky when I say this. I really don't need it, right? In my life, like, like it's it's not something that's going to you know pay the bills. In fact, my wife and my kids, I think, are quite relieved that I'm not involved in soccer now, like I used to be. That my involvement in soccer now is a soccer parent and as a soccer volunteer. Um, that that's my involvement. Um, but the so let it be known that when I say that. Because it's just a small pie, people really put their flags in the ground in soccer, in the Canadian soccer media landscape, and there tends to be a lot of just not a lot of cooperation. And I think you saw this early, and I think it became very, very difficult for um, for for Media Pro to, to to sell the rights, which made it harder for CanPL to expand. Which then allowed Media Pro to say to CanPL, "You're not expanding quick enough, so we want out of the contract." And CanPL saying to Media Pro, "You can't get onto like Rogers, you can't get onto other cable services, you can't get onto Shaw, which is now owned by Rogers." Um, so you're letting us down. 
So it became this circle. Like it was like watching a snake eat itself, right? Like it's like watching somebody eat its own tail because you're not really sure like what came first, like the league not expanding or you not being able to get the, the footprint of the league out there or expand that footprint of the league so that more people would be interested in expansion. Um, I, I think that it, it really became, you know, this, this whole self-fulfilling circle because it really is a circle uh of of just things that that of of just i guess the best way to put it would be as in they were just things that were dichotomy like they were things that were running in opposite of each other that you have a network that prevents you from really expanding to other networks but then you want to be on other networks but then you have this one network that's hanging out for you that's doing this work for you and then you can expand, but they're also complaining that you can't expand and say they want out. But then it, it, it's just, when you think about it, it's, 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 it's like Kafka had come back to life. In well, it feels, it feels very, it feels like I should just pull my, you know, my Joseph Heller off the shelf right now and get into the horror, the absolute mind fuck that is catch 22. Um, yeah. But I want one question, just as you're talking about that, that sort of, we, we talked about a bit last week. Um, and I don't know if you, just again, by, you know, by, by your experience or, or your involvement or just your, again, your general knowledge on things like this um, above ours, we were wondering about um, in terms of obviously, obviously the pandemic played a part in all of this in terms of, you know, being able to do anything. Um, Was there not, or would there not have been like a force majeure or an acts of God, clause in their contract somewhere that you know you can be like well we couldn't expand when the world stopped um kind of thing like is was there not something like that in place yeah i mean i'd have to like look at the contract and and then i'd have to get a lawyer friend to look at the contract because like i'm not a lawyer um you know you'd think that you'd put things in there but probably when they started this league were they thinking there was going to be a global pandemic that would lead to this um again though i mean i guess i guess and i guess it's the horrible elephant in the room for canadian soccer fans or fans of the can pl is that despite all these hardships the canadian league basketball league went through the exact same hardships and came out of this with a deal with tsn well that's the other thing we were talking about yeah games on cbc and and I mean, I'm in Edmonton where the Stingers sell out their games, right? And compared to FC Edmonton that, you know, couldn't draw flies um, by the end. And the Stingers had sellouts this year, like filling really? their building. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like so you, you, like, you and I have talked about this a few times. So yeah, like just talk more about, cause we were saying like, how did they, how did they fuck this up so that they did not end up with the CEBL path and instead this path that is crumbling ahead of us? Well, the CEBL had one thing going for it as much as, you know, people who cringe about MLS will cringe. It had central ownership, right? They were going on the MLS ownership model. Like there was franchise. And then they sold out those franchises like they have with the Edmonton Stingers and a couple of the other teams now. Um, but they started off on the central model, right? That it was very close to the vest. Um, I think as well, there were certain things. It's a lot easier to broadcast a basketball game than a soccer game. True. It really is. Like the, yeah. the arenas are, are fairly well lit. 
and and I and these are some of the issues, right? Like some of the th- issues are are venue related, right? Like when I was media pro, I remember them calling me the first year I was freelancing for them, but this was like something they wanted to talk about, and this I I got calls from the bosses saying like, how can we fix the camera positions in Edmonton because they're brutal? I said, well, you can't really, right? Like the scissor lifts and what have you. You don't have ends to the stadium that you can position cameras on. And the lighting was an issue because of the glare, right? And I think, you know, like like I I, I said for the longest time, to, and no one ever listens, and I used to say this even at uh, to, to Media Pro, why do you play with a white ball at Starlight Stadium with the glare off that turf? Yeah, You should be playing with a yellow ball every game. You can't see it when it gets to the far side of the field. And I am not like vision impaired. Other people I've talked to have complained vociferously about because of the way the stadium's lit and your shooting positions. You can't physically get into better shooting positions in those stadiums without major renovations being made. None of those were made for TV. Spruce Meadows is a really great, interesting venue that is surreal, right? That they put it into what was a horse venue, but it is awful for television. You can't have the camera's positions block the people who are watching the game because you have to have the cameras. So you, they put them on the scissor lifts. Um, the broadcast booth when it's there is off in the corner. So you can't see, and I've done games in there where we're watching off the monitor and the field because your third of the field is obscured, but you can't see it in the broadcast booth. So those are things that are major hurdles to get across. Um, when you're a broadcaster that media pro had to deal with the media pro was calling like, is, is there a way we can put cameras on the roof at Clark Stadium? Is there a way that we could we could we could we could get this done? Is there a way that we could get some some way into the building to jury rig some wires wiring uh, into different places? But these stadiums were were never really built for major broadcast. Like stadiums now are built like they're hardwired with all of the wiring and and such for major broadcast suites. None of the stadiums to Camp PL maybe. Maybe Winnipeg and Hamilton, which have the CFL teams, are right, mm-hmm. but but you don't have that infrastructure. Whereas when you with basketball, you have arenas that's fairly easy to plug into. Um, the lighting is better; it's more consistent. It is a little easier to do, um, and I'll I'll grab that. And I think that's part of the challenge on media's pro media pros uh, part. I don't think people really understood how difficult it was um, to shoot games. And as well, like just where you were shooting games, like this year, um, made in some ways made the games look like, especially when they shot games in Ottawa, right? Like it made or Hamilton, where you're shooting the empty side of the stadium. Yeah. It's like okay, it makes it look like there's nobody there. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and um, you know, you can hear a crowd, but they're underneath the cam, right? So it, those are some of those 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 things that are hard to overcome, and but that requires money. And mm-hmm. it requires a level, and and I think if anything, and I've said that this is a reckoning point. I think for the owners in CanPL, and I would challenge this: if you are going to make the next step with this league, running it on the budget you're running it on ain't working, and you're going to have to think about spending some money. Then you're going to have to think who's in and who's out, and you have some maybe bigger investors who've come in, like with Atletico Madrid and, and such. Do they have the stomach 
to maybe make some improvements, not just on the field with, with player salaries and things but like that. But behind the scenes. But behind the scenes. And this gets back to sort of what we're talking about Electric City, front offices and broadcast suites and such. It's a lot. It is a lot. Like, because it's not just that media pro in one soccer are going to broadcast games. It's just no one there to produce them. And it's exceptionally expensive to go into those stadiums because you have to bring your own truck. In most cases, you have to bring all of your own rigging, bring in your own camera people. And if they're going to, and I, who knows how they're going to broadcast, like do the play-by-play or what have you, or if they're going to do it centrally from a studio, or if they're going to hire freelance people out. Um, you know, the, the, uh, it's, it's an expensive, expensive proposition. And that production, I think that there would probably be people out there who would be interested in buying the rights for a produced product, but to actually do it from square one, like heck, TSN and Rogers don't buy it, do everything from square one. Like the soccer that they do broadcast, they use the World Cup, uh, you know, they use the international FIFA feed. They don't send mm-hmm. their own people unless Canada's playing. Um, they don't, they're not... They're not that keen on, you know, how much stuff do they pick up from ESPN or do they pick up right. from other networks? That's because you can't just do that. Much. It's exceptionally expensive to go in and do that kind of stuff and to do that kind of programming, especially in venues that aren't broadcast friendly to start with, is a challenge. And that, to me, in a very short space of time, that that CSB has to figure this out before the CAMPL season begins. Like, well, that's been our, this is, that's this what is we a are, crazy short period of time to figure this yeah, out. I wish you the best it. of luck, but I, 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 it's a crazy short period. But it's not even just that. So this is, and this is the other thing I want to say, like, what, like, what do you think is, do you see a path going forward? Like, what is it? Because yeah, like there's the start of the CAMPL season, there's the CONCACAF uh, Women's Gold Cup. Um, there's uh, that crucial, playoff mat that crucial play-in match for the men at the end of march um there's the she believes cup um olympics is its own thing so that's dealt with you know we already dusted that off but there are other things that are problematic (laughs) with Mm this immediate this happening now this is like the worst possible time for this to happen for for canadian soccer on multiple levels yeah and I, and I don't know how much of this was predicated. I know Media Pro, they did a reorganization last week in Spain of just their divisions and, and such. And, and and I think I think we kind of knew, too. And I, and I, that what was it, a year after this contract was signed with CSB that Media Pro almost went bankrupt and yep. they were asking for government bail. And the only reason they still exist was because they got an extra cash injection from their Chinese owners um, that that bailed them out because they couldn't get a, a, a bailout package from the Spanish government. They couldn't get, uh, and there were hedge funds that were ready to jump in and take over Media Pro. But, you know, as hedge funds do, they have divided that up and sold off whenever they could. Um, and I doubt that a hedge fund would have said, oh, this Canadian operation is very, very attractive to me. Um, <laughs> so the, you know, Media Pro is in financial dire straits right from the start. And it, you know, things are a lot better for that company now, but not really through their sports programming. It's through their 
their other divisions, which is their entertainment stuff. You know, all the Spanish dramas they produce, Spanish language dramas they produce. So, it, again, uh, it, it, from being on that side of of knowing the work that it takes to do a grassroots like lower division soccer uh, broadcast in stadiums that aren't built to be broadcast meccas that don't have control rooms that don't have all of that stuff somewhere in the bowels of the stadium for you to do all of that stuff where you have to bring the truck in and run cables where literally people who are sitting in the stands have cables and scissor lifts like <laughs> around them um, that are that are feeding the trucks that are sending out the the signals and you see the massive satellite dishes on top of them and it is and you're just hoping that everything goes right that you don't have any faults and I could tell you funny stories at times when we did FC Edmonton games where things did go wrong and we were like, oh boy, like like on really hot days when the equipment would overheat. And <laughs> we would be like literally saying, are we going to hang on here? And we could see like stuff shutting off little by little in the broadcast booth. It was like watching the systems on the on on the, on the Enterprise go down and after it's taken like it's some heavy like Klingon disruptor fire. Um, like you would just say like do we still have auxiliary power can we get out of here um the 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 fact is is that just doing these games is exceptionally expensive exceptionally difficult and logistically very very difficult and we need to salute anyone who takes on that challenge and that's what i'm saying is like media pro took on that challenge when no one else was willing to and that needs to be said like there was like i said that local team yield for edmonton but that was low that was one team right and how what would that have done so, you know, they, they tried, um, but in the end, uh, what you have now is just limbo. And I think people are hopeful that TSN or Sportsnet are going to jump into the, into the fray or what have you. We'll see. Uh, they hadn't, but this was the same Rogers who in their filings for not carrying one soccer, what, what did they call the Canadian Premier League? Like bad minor league soccer? Yeah. In their filings? <laughs> Did yeah. they call it like subpar? Like they 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 basically threw every insult at the book at the quality of the, the game. Pretty so, much, yeah. They were fairly, wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm just Rod saying. Rogers has got the NHL. They've got the Blue Jays. They're fine. Yeah, TSN but, maybe, but yeah, hmm. but then but but TSN again. You when you say to yourself, okay, they've got the platforms and the channels. They don't, you know. that again, Rogers have the Blue Jays. So in the summer, that makes it exceptionally difficult to get anything else in edgewise because the blue jays are such a ratings monster right um as being you know arguably the only and you know this is me who am i the sole baseball lover in this group um possibly you know, is it, is it, is it, is it I, yeah. I used to really love baseball i i still like baseball but not the way but, you do yeah. no but, not at all Duncan, Duncan, but, do you but, do you even but, like american cricket <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll watch it. I, you know, am I going to call myself a baseball lover? No, but I'll uh, I'll watch games. It's it's a good thing to have on the TV when I'm sitting about reading a book in the evening, it's, and you yeah, pay okay. attention every now and again to a but baseball game. Yeah, yeah, but we know they're a ratings monster, so you're right. The yeah, Rogers, yes. like, there's no room at the end, and if there is, it'll be like online, right? Just like whereas I think if TSN, it would be online. And again, that creates a problem. That TSN already has a lot of those times that they would normally give spoken because they got basketball game. So they've already got that deal. 
right? And for a lot of summer weekends. And then they have the CFL, right? So they have like Fridays and Saturdays, they have the CFL on their, on their stay. Um, and you say, well, there's still room and, and there's still lots of, lots of opportunity, um, but it's gotta be worth it. And, and again, soccer is the hardest sell, the hardest sell. And why did TSN walk away from the Champions League? Because they weren't necessarily okay. They just were like, that. Ah, that's super interesting anymore. Why, why did like Rodgers walk away from the Premiership? Because in the long run, you only got half time to sell so It makes it the hardest sport. And even this is why in Europe, where the game is so strong, a lot of games have gone now from terrestrial broadcasters to streamers. Because streaming, okay, you're, you're, you're on pay-per-view basically. But as a commercial entity, it doesn't work. And this is, you know, deep down inside, and I've said this, that the reason that FIFA in its back rooms is toying with changing the rules of the game and the timing of the game, which I actually support, and I know we could get into a debate about this another time. I think oh, the idea we're going, going to do that. I think I think the idea of going to two 30-minute halves and stop time is just something that should have happened 20 years ago. You um, shut your mouth, Stephen Sandor. Whoa. And, 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 Duncan, are and, you okay? And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not just saying that because R.C. Wenger. Put his mic, Mark. Put his mic. I know it. I don't want to say that because R.C. Wenger thinks it's a good idea, but I think it's the only way forward that you're going to have to have some commercial breaks during the games. And Stop talking, Steve. We love you. Stop this, man. <laughs> but, but somehow some the bills got to get paid, right? The bills have got to get paid. And... And people wonder why this is the biggest barrier to soccer not being on your normal TV and why you have a bunch of NHL and NFL games and what have you. And the, 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 the reason is, is that you can't sell during the majority of the action. That's and what the ad boards are for, have, Steve. You know, but the ad boards, like, yeah, no, no, you need to have... The, this that's nice, but how much of the how much of how much of a cut are the broadcasters getting on the ad boards? Just like uh. just like just like how much of a cut am I getting whenever I have to say Scotiabank Arena or BMO Field? I get no it's their way of not paying newspapers and stuff for advertising anymore. It's the most nefarious thing, and that's why we shouldn't use their names unless they pay it's us. Nefarious. Like, like like we should call it the stadium that Toronto RC plays at. That's why some some media organizations have that policy that we don't use the corporate names as much as they can jump up and down and say what they are. But like, you know, the 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 fact is is that this kind of stuff is pervasive to stopping from paying for stuff. And the um at, at some point people's salaries gotta get paid. And people wonder why people in the media and broadcasting or whatever are losing their jobs. But someone's gotta get but everyone wants stuff for free. And everyone wants like things to not change. So something's got to give in our industry and, and what have you. But it makes soccer, I think the, the big point is an exceptionally tough sell. Is that inventory, and this was always, even when I was doing FC Edmonton, they talked about all the time, there's very small inventory, which is your advertising space. You have right. half time. And you could maybe do a come sponsor reads during the game. Like, hey, you know, this free kick brought to you by... Right. Oh, who, who did who did sponsor reads for us? Because it was hard for us sometimes. Was it Oodle Noodle? Look, oh I, yeah, I've, 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 and it was I felt like, like I felt like Mister Sub missed out on every opportunity when that board goes up. This yeah, the Mister Sub brought to you by Mister Sub. Yes. Like I mean, 
it's it writes itself left all over the table just all over the table yeah 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 i don't i don't but it's it's just it's it's just a, it's a hard broadcasting scene and yeah i i speak in many ways of sacrileges but it's really hard and i think you know i think even fifa looks at the super bowl and goes how is this thing the biggest money what like television money maker there is when it's really only really stupidly popular in like two countries right <laughs> uh, and and yet it makes like it makes money that like why does the nfl make money in a way that is obscene to almost every other sports league it's because their games are three and a half hours long and they and people stay and watch the whole thing yes they do and they stay and watch commercials yes they do and how many breaks are there in the game and in that seven hours, there's only about 20 minutes of actual ball in play. And you're yes. like, how does this happen? How has this become like this cultural like icon in the world's most powerful media country? And you're like, and they look at it and everyone looks at it jealously because they kind of wonder how did this become such a license to print money when other sports media properties are? And what can we learn from them? And what they learn from is they monetize everything they can possibly monetize and they get it. And soccer has that problem of not being able to do that. That's just a natural function of the thing that we love about the game is also the thing that makes it really hard to sell. All right. This is, this is, this is, this is, this. That's just, that's always been my, my, my thought that, you know, football lacks monetization. Yeah. That, that's always been my problem. Duncan says that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Before Duncan actually like gets in his car, drives to Pearson, flies to Edmonton to have this conversation with Steve in person. Um, (laughs) Like I do, I do think weather's bad today, Duncan. Like save. (laughs) I do think this is a. I do think this is a valuable conversation to have on another show because otherwise this is going to take over our whole our whole show. To Um, be to be fair, to be fair, Duncan's greatest enemy is weather. And secondly, <laughs> second enemy sponsors. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And also, um, the sorry, the biggest takeaway I had from Steve, wonderful, wonderful explanation and and eye opening, Stephen. Thank you. Um, is that I'd like to retable my suggestion from many many years ago that uh, that the place where Toronto FC plays is called New Fort York. Oh my God, I remember that. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm done with this as well. Just that—that's the bit that really sort of caught my eyes. Is like, all right, you know, they're not, you know, BMO or whoever isn't paying us. Why the hell should we use their name? So yeah, yeah. New but, for Yorkshire, yeah, Toronto, New for York. Rect- Toronto Rectangular Stadium. Well, I remember well, when it was the National Soccer yes. Stadium. It yeah, was the NSS. Yeah. It was great. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I like New Fort York. It's gimmicky. Well, so do yeah. I. That's much better. And okay, I, but and out, I got a outside. I got a game on Wednesday. I got a game on Wednesday against. Uh, at the Turn sideways, box. I ever win. So I know. Um, so outside <laughs> of the, the the possible derailing into like a four hour show talking about the future of football, um, too late. Who was I to win? Who who even was he? Uh, Stop it. That, no. Later. That's a later. I'll do. I'll tell you the whole thing. What I know. Just, you can do it at the end. Um, when we talk about the CC, yeah. blah 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 blah. Yes. But do either of you, Duncan and Mark, mm-hmm. have questions for Steve? About the CSB Media Pro stuff, not about the other stuff. 
because we'll be here all night. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the other stuff is the okay. Actually, no one one question. Sorry, the 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 one question I had was, and it kind of goes back to the very very, I guess that those first moments uh, with with FC Edmonton brokering their own television deal, and 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 in addition to what this this plan that was being hatched that we know today um was there ever any indication that that would be deemed a conflict like were they given assurances no, like it, yeah everything's fine and I, then they- i think i think i think the biggest thing would, was that the ownership of fc Edmonton, tom fath because he already owned that broadcast arm right that was that we were doing games NASL games for years that you know some people might even remember us on the score and on Sportsnet or sometimes you know you'd be watching B in at three in the morning and going why are they showing this FC Edmonton Cosmos game from 2014? The Cosmos. <laughs> why am I getting Steve with in my sleep? Um, <laughs> the uh, but the you know we they we, but they had to be improved um, or can PL. So the ownership at FC Edmonton, Tom Fath and his brother had made the investor already in new equipment for said local TV deal. That's how like, or for local, for the TV that cost them hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what it's like to be told you buy a new truck or you buy all this new equipment and then being told, oh, we're actually not going to do this anyways. We're going to do it the, our other way. And you're saying like, wait, that's like I just spent enough money that would be like the salary cap for one year. Were they? Were they though? I guess. And so, were, that, like, basically, what I'm saying is, was, or what I'm asking is, or do you know if was the KPL? Did they say it was oh, like it was totally okay to go this direction for FC Edmonton, and then they reneged on it? Well, okay. Or, I'll, I'll how about this? My my conversations, and I and I think I. Clearing it clear to talk about this now um, would be obviously my knowledge of this is because I was already being talked to to be one of the people on these podcasts. So nice. um, when I had my initial meetings with CanPL about the world and about where I was going to fit into their media world, we talked about my relationship being on FC Edmonton's broadcast team and specifically FC Edmonton's broadcast team and not media pros broadcasting. That's what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make it cross. Mm-hmm. And my relationship, if I was going to, you know, do some media stuff for CanPL. We were talking about that in earnest. So what I can speak to is my situation. Right. And so obviously if CanPL was talking to me about that relationship, the indications were was that we were going to have some autonomy. Um that FC Edmonton was going to have some autonomy within the broadcast deal. And which didn't eventually happen, but I think that there was discussion. Gotcha. And ab- absolutely, I was discussed with me personally. Without oh, getting too, yeah. too much detail. I don't I don't think I'm, I'm bracing any deals. I, all my deals that I had covering that stuff were over. So I don't think I can get sued. And plus, who's going to sue me now? Well, they can try <laughs> and sue us and get blood from a stone. I wish them all the best. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah seriously. <laughs> you guys have houses and stuff. Just make sure. Sh- Make sure that you <laughs> just make sure that you have that stuff not put into it. Make sure you have that stuff owned separately than the podcast. All that stuff. 
<laughs> when I had vocal minority written down as the like the the main holders of my house, my mortgage is in the name of the vocal minority podcast. Okay, you know, you know, you, you know what I am. Well, I'm not going to let this devolve into a discussion about libel and slander and and uh, and the fiduciary responsibilities of people in the media uh, and what <laughs> cannot be taken from you uh, mm-hmm. but don't worry I, i'm not worried because nothing i'm saying is not true so yeah. that's all good uh it's the only question i had this is maybe more of a, an opinion thing rather than you know <laughs> spit more facts at us but uh I, how inevitable did do, do you think that this whole csb media about breaking up was really i mean you're kind of like looking at it you're talking there's obviously a lot of logistics expenses and was it always you kind of were thinking yeah this isn't going to last and then i also can't help but think is this why alison walker quit i mean I before no this idea. came out before this came out i was very willing to say yeah personal reasons make sense but it's like oh about just a week later yeah the shit show really got ramped uh, up is that why she quit I am gonna. I'm gonna take the, the the good faith and maybe the high road on this and say that I don't know of Allison Walker's circumstances in any way. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's not appropriate for me to comment on Allison Walker's situation. And I will take Fair everything fair. that was said at face value, which is it was said it was personal situation. So therefore, I am fine with letting because in the long run, I don't think it would have mattered in terms of the media pro you know can't be lcsb relationship or what have you inevitable i think not necessarily i don't think anything is inevitable but i think that in order to have gone forward with their properties and do what they wanted to do which was to get them onto terrestrial broadcasters and get them onto your local cable packages Media Pro would have needed to cede some of that control about the broadcast, and um, like I think an excellent example is when TSN showed the Christine Sinclair farewell game. Did you notice they didn't use any of Media Pro's people? Yep, it's kind of glaring, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That A little they bit. Brought in, they brought in their own team, right? And because they have their own people, they have their own personalities who they invest in. Right, um, and and they want those personalities to be there. Right, um, they don't want to to sublet that. As much as I said that how expensive broadcast is, they don't want to sublet that out. Um, so, yeah, and I think if if I, I as I said, I think there was inevitability to doing the broadcast centrally. Um, you know, and I will say that you know, obviously ruffled some feathers in different communities like obviously some people as much as it was great for people in the toronto area a lot of people in uh calgary and edmonton winnipeg you know bc lost opportunities right and um i had you know joked with someone once i had a young student come to me and they asked me what's the best way to cover fc edmonton like i said move to toronto and Mm. and i kind of meant it um, yeah, because that was kind of the feeling, right? Like that it was all being done. Um, so I do think there would have been a way to strike that balance. I get that being the broadcast booth, just as I said, Calgary's facilities, they don't even have a very good broadcast booth at Spruce Meadows, um, at least not for soccer. Uh, I'm sure it's fine for uh, show jumping. Um, 
but the the fact you're doing those games centrally, but they just got in a way they they had they at one point they had regional reporters doing some hits from those cities, which they got away from. And I think I think there was a feeling is, and I think sometimes you don't you don't see it. I think there was a feeling that it was very centralized, um, and they didn't get out, outside the the studio too much. And I think it would have served them well every now and then to have got out and maybe been on site for even if they brought the team out there the panel to say hey we're not sitting in the studio mississauga we're actually here at starlight stadium we're just outside you know soaking in the atmosphere getting an atmosphere um but some of those things are also beyond your control because conco calf is is crazy um yes like you know they were doing canada games from the mississauga studio for games being played at bmo field and the reason is is that even though you buy the rights for the games in CONCACAF, they charge you left, right, and center for all these add-ons. It's like it's like they're like the used car salesman of TV rights. So, for example, CONCACAF will say, okay, you have the rights, but you have to rent the broadcast booth from us. You're like, what? But we already paid for the rights. We paid <laughs> you like X amount of dollars. Like, no, no. If you want the broadcast booth for the night, you have to give us this extra money. You have to give us this if you want to rent this or if you want to use this suite of cables. If you want to use like the plugins to send stuff out on satellite, you know, that already exists to see. You have to rent that from us. And the onerous as I and I and I do mean that, the onerous charges and add-ons make it exceptionally difficult. And these again are challenging. Um I'm sure Media Pro was probably thinking, wow, what are we dealing with here? Because they're normally used to dealing with European leagues. Um, where you're not nickel, once you paid the big fee, you're not nickel and dimed everywhere on the way in as it's CONCACAF does. And so those are, those are other, other considerations. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. We're a big, big country geographically. Um, you know, the league has its own issues, just geography. I mean, I, I would hate, I, I, but I can't even imagine trying to be a professional soccer player for the Halifax right for the for wanderers and how many deal with their travel schedule i just think that it's just wow and i salute those guys and i know talking to players in those first couple of years there about the challenges of being out there and it's just and that also deals with broadcasts as well and media of how spread out we are but the fact is is this league without this footprint and people complain about the lack of coverage from other other outlets but it starts with your own media, it starts with your own footprint. And if you can't get it out there, it makes it really hard for anything but like the regional newspapers or what have you to take care. And I think there's, uh, depending on how big a show you are in your, in your respective cities, that's just how much attention the local papers pay to you. Um, you know, Halifax, definitely a bigger deal. Um, you know, probably in, in Toronto, not, not so much for you. Right, so it's it's it is what it is. Mm. Poor York. Well, it's it's, 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 yeah. it's 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 a challenge. It's a yeah. Huge, they've they've a never huge, huge they've never in any way captured the imagination uh, of the city slash region wherever exactly they're aiming at. It, yeah, it just does not work for them. Well, it, and again, it's difficult. And, and the biggest mm -hmm. thing is when you start a new league, 
we are, if there's one thing that we're oversubscribed on, it's professional sports. Like there's already, like we are 24 seven, right? And people yeah. say, oh, you know, you're gonna, there's a new team. You can come watch this place out. But my Saturdays are already taken up by blank, 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 and blank, right? Anytime you pick up a new team now, or you're asking people to support a new team, you are asking them to give up something else. Because they don't, I don't have time. Sometimes I wonder when I when I see on Twitter and stuff, and I think about my 25-year-old self thinking about how much sports I used to watch or how much I used to ingest them. Oh my God, to like, so much. And I'd be like, when do I? When I watched everything. Well, when do people have time in the day? Right? Yeah. It's just like, like I'm like, it, it really is. Um, and especially now once, you know, and I, I speak now as a dad and, you know, my kid's sports schedule basically destroys most of my weekends so like i don't have time like i i watch this and i'll watch that and then you know i have you know i spend a lot of time you know i actually probably spend more time watching my daughter's video sessions with her coaches than i do at any major professional league so um it's 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 really the change, and and I know a lot of other parents are in that same situation as me, and and families and what have you. They've never been able to figure that out. That we live in this very very crowded landscape, so you have to offer something special for us to come out. Like you are, it is, it it takes a lot to 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 sell a league nowadays when we have so many other bright shiny things streaming for our attention, and and. You know, the days of there only be a couple of channels on and not much to do on the Saturday afternoon in the summer are gone. We are, we are overloaded. So you have to make your product really stand out. And this gets back to what I said earlier, to make it stand out, got to do something which is called spending money. And I don't know if the owners are, how much are they willing to spend? How much are they willing to like push this product forward? what the can PL is because it's next thing I'm saying is that's the challenge. And I think that's a challenge yeah. on their table right now is how much you're willing to spend, especially if they have to do their own broadcasting. That is going to be expensive. It yeah. will be unless they want to do the one webcam sitting next to a laptop in the broad in, in the press box. Does Gavin want to call games again? <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. What about Maestro and Mad Bowler doing? I was just gonna say, can we can we pull Maestro and Mad Dog out of retirement? Yeah, let's just get. I don't think they're retiring. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we just go to. Maybe we wasn't one of them the mayor for a while or something. I, I think the legend grows. Soon, one of them is gonna be like the president of Belize. <laughs> Got that right. And one of them owns Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> it's my number one store, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah. Oh, the there's... best thing ever to this. Oh my god! All right, let's move on from this. Um, because we 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 could we we what well, we have we've talked. Oh my gosh, talked about this for ages, and we can continue talking about, it, and we will keep talking about it just as this continues to unfold. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um what's happening with broadcasting in the immediacy uh, towards the end of the show. Um, but now let's talk about the other thing that everybody is sort of chit chattering about, which is the more immediate thing for, you know, our look, a squirrel minds. Um, 
which is the 2026 World Cup schedule being jointly held, whatever, um, being held in the U.S. with a few games being allowed to be played in Canada and Mexico, basically is how this is working. Um, and the schedule was and the, the dates you know, and the cities were announced on Sunday. Um, I was at work, so I did not see it. I have not watched any of the video, um, and which means I was spared from having to see Drake or any of the other weird people that they involved. Kim fucking Kardashian, really? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> all the stars. All the stars. Mm-hmm. All of them. Um, I LA has so many, like LAFC has so many like owners that are stars. Got one of them, won't we Kim Kardashian? Like, yeah, uh, couldn't, you couldn't I mean, get Will Ferrell there. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, like her kid, when you know they asked like, the kid about oh, who are you excited to see, he named an American. He named like Weston McKinney rather than yes, you know Messi or Ronaldo right. or whoever. So yes, good for you, random kid, whoever you were. Um, yes, but aside from that, why? Well, uh, yeah. So many curious decisions. Yes. Um, so out of this, um, other than the fact that it is, it will not, it will not stop being hilarious to me for the next two plus years that the final is being held in New Jersey. I think it's hilarious. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because people are so upset by it. Also, it's in New Jersey. So hilarious. Um, but uh, Canada has 13 games Ooh, not the initial 10 now this came about because somehow some way someone talked sense into fifa and they went back to somewhat logical world cup format with four teams per group instead of this three bullshit thing that we're gonna do so that made more matches so therefore here have some matches which do include three knockout stage games people Wow. One in Toronto and two in Vancouver. So Toronto gets a round of 32, Vancouver gets a round of 32, and uh, Vancouver gets um, a round of 32. Yeah. I know. it's Oh, it's horrifying just reading it out loud. Oh, no, I, I cringe internally every time I say it. Um, and they get a, a, the last um, round of 16, uh, Vancouver does as well. But the most important thing, of course, is... When does Canada play in Canada? And the answer is uh, June 12th in Toronto at Toronto Stadium. <laughs> Toronto Stadium. Yes. I like that better. Was that three-sided rectangular stadium? For Can we not just call it the National Soccer Stadium? No. Um, Fort York. I want the most sanitized possible name for it. Toronto Stadium, then. Toronto Rectangular Um, Stadium. But, but, you know, if people wouldn't check the three-team groups, they could have done the three-sided game like we think that MLS could have done. Yes. Yes. Jouer à toi. Steve, stop giving them ideas. Mm-hmm. 2030 new format. Oh my god! Wait, if we go three aside, we could have 140 teams in the world. Now. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, qualifications there's, just for the world. Cup, just like MLS. FIFA. Um, 
<laughs> we're gonna play 32 games just so we can eliminate Liechtenstein. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, there's but there's a play-in game, Liechtenstein. Yeah, Liechtenstein. Yeah, they're still got a chance. <laughs> just gotta beat Estonia. Wait, where does Sealand fit in in all of this? Um, Good question. Sealand so can, can so, make it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Toronto and Vancouver get all of Canada's group stage matches. Um, but, but what about Edmonton? Well, well, Steve, what well, did you do? What did I? Well, yes, I have Steve. one reader. I still have one very esteemed reader of the magazine who sends me uh, really awesome things in the mail, scrawled in marker about how it's entirely my fault <laughs> that Edmonton lost out on World Cup games. So it's me. I I, I did it. Like, Actually, in the mail. Like, I... like, like this. This all. This is the comment section in the I mail. Was, I, it was I, I was I was in Iceteca and I was hanging out with Alfonso Davies and Giatti and Fantano and I was like, Yeah, it's kind of cold, isn't it, guys? And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> and they were and then I said, Do you really want to come back here? Because and I said, It's always like this in Edmonton. This is like how it's like in the summer, too. And they believed me. And then and then uh and then they said, Well, never gonna come back here again. And you monster. I said, yeah. I said, we don't history's want greatest monster, Stephen Sandor. I said, I said, I said, yes. I said, we don't want, we don't want you here, anyways. Like, um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, I can I talked to the premier of the province, and I said we should put in some really strong, like, worded press release to FIFA saying that if you don't do it Alberta's way, we're not going to fund the stadium renovation. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, that's a good idea because FIFA really responds well to government pressure, no matter how sane and well-measured it is. Um, <laughs> that, Especially like, provincial government pressure. No, no, no. In Alberta, that's, that's, that's our federal government. Well, did I just that's that true. <laughs> they were probably the just actually worried in Alberta. Yeah, they were probably worried that by 2026 it would be the Canada, Mexico, United States, and Alberta World Cup, and we have to figure out where Alberta's team would play. If Alfonso's play for Alberta or for Canada, would he grandfather mm. in and play for Alberta? Mm. And and you know, let's. Um, you know, get our, get and, get get Tuss Saint Ricketts as uh, as coach and yeah. um. <laughs> oh, we bring him out of retirement to play. He's playing. Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair, good point. Good point. Lars, Hirsch, Lars Hirschfeld's coming out to play. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be cool. a good group. Uh, you know, and yeah, that that would that's going to be some team. She Shulman, Amir Didich. Who else is going to be on Team Alberta? Nick Ledgerwood could come and coach that team too, right? Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready for you, Lichtenstein. <laughs> Play in's real, folks. Play in's real. The Albert? No, Lince, it's, yeah, but I got anyway, blinked for it. Anyway, so I got blinked. It's just entirely my fault. So, Vancouver, you are welcome. I think that, in fact, as a show of gratitude, <laughs> Vancouver should bring me there in 2026 and sit me in the box, thinking the only reason we have these seven glorious World Cup games. Is Steven Sandor? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's that's Fair. the reason. That's 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 just that's just science right there. Yeah. Like, um, I am I am waiting for the street to be named after me, Vancouver. There you go. Yes, I'm waiting for it. So, uh, Toronto and Vancouver have all of Canada's uh, group stage matches. So the first one 
in Toronto on June 12th and then uh, June 18th and June 24th in Vancouver at BC Place. Although, I don't know, is it being renamed to? Is it just Vancouver Stadium? Oh, no, BC is allowed. Right. Never mind. Uh, BC Place. BC oval-shaped stadium. (laughs) (laughs) BC broken roof oval-shaped stadium. Um, And then uh, a couple other... Um, group stage games and uh, the aforementioned three knockout stage sort of bonus matches. Um, People are, some people are upset that Toronto gets the first game because it's the smaller stadium. But if you thought it was going to be anywhere, but in Toronto, I'm sorry. That was, you know, everything I heard leading up to this from the inside was Toronto was getting no Canada games. So this is pretty good. I think wait what was, really oh I everything I heard was like that, that was partly because like let's face it there was a lot that went on to get Vancouver back in the bid and this is that's um, very true and that Vancouver was kind of you know from what I understand promised a lot of things because well they got a lot in. of things from the looks of it yeah well that they were going to get more they were going to get the majority of the games um in, in of, of the World Cup games and you they know, did we had been told that that uh, in the original and into the original breakdown, we were under the understanding the Canada would might even get less than ten because they were only down to two cities, right? And that right. The, the ten games basically you having three cities, and that when basically Kansas City was replaced Edmonton for all intents and right. purposes, yeah. Um, that that we might be down. So I think Canada did fantastically well with thirteen, and I think I think the split is fair. I think it sucks for the team. I, I honestly like yeah. You, the last thing you want to be flying across Canada and having to play one group stage game and the Eastern time zone or another one in Pacific time zone. No one else is going to like, like this is, it sucks, mm-hmm. but you do, you yeah. do it for the good of the country, right? Like you do it for the good of, 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 of the optics. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just very curious to see what's the other team that gets drawn in the group and has to play in Toronto and then go out West for the rest of their games. Who's the, the one other team that gets screwed over like this for no benefit. To them? Oh, good Honduras. point. <laughs> Who knows? We can't play Honduras. Mm. Unless they change oh, that's thing. right. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe, no, maybe, yeah. Well, who knows who knows who they're going to make. One of the countries going to get screwed over for the sake of Canada's petty regionalism issues. But, yeah, well, no, but I, I, I get it. I, I mean, I mean, the Ontario government hasn't hasn't blessed the money yet, right, for the MO field, which was the problem that supposedly free one of the problems that sort of like messed Edmonton over was that the lack of like, hey, this is how it's gonna go with the funding. Um, but the 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 you, you, I, I get that you need to have those games to just honestly, if I was taxpayer in Toronto and I was paying money to fix BMO field and then we didn't get any Canada games, I'd be pissed off. I would say I don't want the World Cup. I would honestly say that. Because it's not worth it enough for that kind of tax. Not when you have like the homeless situation like we have in this country right now. Not when you have Municipalities running out of money and in t- tax tax rates going up everywhere. Municipally, municipally, because they can't fix the the subway lines because we we don't have enough housing in this country. And then we'd be like, well, if we're gonna bring a chunk of money money into these stadiums, but we're not even gonna have a Canada game out of it. I would be like, ooh, that's that that'll be too much of an ask for me. As much of a soccer fan as I want, I'd say take your World Cup and shove it. But I think that's why you have to have Canada play in both main cities. It has to be saleable. It has to be a benefit um, long term because, you know, in the long term, there isn't a lot of benefits. So, 
this. Look at all no. the empty. Oh stadiums. God, no! Look at look at all the empty. Look at all the empty derelict stadiums in like South Korea. Oh um, yeah, and we talk about or, this. Look at what Olympics every World like, Cup, and it does not compare to what people think. It has absolutely no bearing on the registration of soccer in the country. It doesn't create any kind of bump, and it doesn't create any kind of bump for your domestic league because they like so World Cups and Olympics exist outside. They are their own animals. Mm -hmm. And then when they're done, they're done. If these things were actually true, then people after the Olympics would really care about bobsledding. And they don't. The 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 the, the truth is is these things exist in their own. They have no salient effect if... on 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 things like 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 uh like registrations and what have you. Notwithstanding um, to the prior, prior, uh, prior, the previous conversation, um, but if that were to, if if this bump was true, we'd have a women's domestic soccer and hockey league or, for about or, fifteen years, or women's yeah. or or girls soccer registration would actually have gone up in the last twenty years, which it hasn't. Right, it crosses country. It hasn't gone up since the mid twenty tens. You're just a ray of sunshine, Mr. Sandor. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, but because I have a, I have a. I'm just kidding. I know you do. I know. In this, and I can, if we could do an entirely different podcast on on the cyclical problems that drive families out of like to local soccer yeah. and domestic you, and, and you and I, soccer. We've had this conversation before, and we've had it on Twitter. We've had it offline. But it's a good conversation to keep having. Absolutely, hundred like, percent. Absolutely, you have to have Canada play in those cities because otherwise, yes. I, I, otherwise, I, what's I, the actual I, if fucking I was point? The premier of a province, and this is. I actually a very you know the, when Premier Kenny our former Premier Kenny did that in Alberta, a lot of people supported him here. A lot of people said, "That's right, you Oops. can't, we can't spend all this kind of money and maybe the four games because at the time that's what we thought are going to get could be Saudi Arabia versus DR Congo. No offense to both those countries, <laughs> but you would get five thousand people in the stadium and you'd be like, why yeah. are we spending this kind of money?'" And there's always that game that existed every World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and that they never talk about that has ten thousand people that show up. Yeah, right. Yeah, that probably it's always been, it's always every yes. game is a sellout, and oh, that's probably no. the one game in Toronto I'll get to go to. Yeah, I, <laughs> I look forward it, to it. To be fair, yes. goes, <clears throat> to be fair, but, Duncan, we're we're like probably you know those of us in this chat and those of us who listen to this podcast, um, we're the outliers. We're the ones who would go, would put in for those tickets. We don't have to wait to see who's going to play. No, no, I'll go to that. Whatever that go. game is, yeah, just go. it's a World Cup. I just want to go. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. I don't know if I can name a single player on the Bolivian national team, but my God, I'm going to go see them play. <laughs> yeah. And I will cheer my lungs out for them. Fuck yeah. Is it? Um, go ahead. No? All right. Um, I was but... I was trying to think of a, a, a an altitude joke. After the whole thing, I'm like, whoa, are, are you are you saying that, you know, the air is thicker here because it's always thin up there? I figure it's thick. OK. Anyway, so so I, I understand I people fun. being whatever, like BMO Fields, sorry, Toronto Stadium is not big enough. It's not. It'll be expanded in some horrifying manner. Um, <laughs> oh, it, like At least for those of you like that. that have gone to MLS Cup at BMO Field. It was amazing. And it was so dark back there. It was so dark. so dark and so swayy and terrifying. Like I literally feared for people's lives. Now, admittedly, this will be in the summer, so at least it will not have the added terror of the freezing fucking cold True. next to the lake. Um, but 
Now but you they, like, still unless they're going to with another ten thousand seats yeah, now, on top now, of yeah. what they did there. Now exactly. Polar vortex in June in Toronto, twenty twenty-six. <laughs> the weather gods mm. will smite me and smite nice. us for saying that. I'm so sorry. Sorry. No. When, nobody when, save this podcast. Yeah. This when time. is like the, the weird midge like nap season around the lake? Oh, is, oh is that going to be in June or is that earlier in the no. year? I feel like it's in May. It, mm. the, 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 the Alberta forest fire smoke that will envelop North America and force the postponement <laughs> of like 30 games because of air quality in 2026. Oh, like last year. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, and people be like, why can't Alberta? What What is going on? Like, ah, problems is burning. What do we do? Just deal with um, it. But so out like so there's there's two there's two years, right? There's two plus two and a half years. Um eh, just under two and a half years before that game plays uh in Toronto. Now there have been no plans announced for any renovations before this season. Mm. However, that gives them two off seasons, beginnings of MLS seasons to shunt tfc out onto the road which they've done before when we got our crappy canopy and they expanded um the east stand um so maybe my my hope obviously is that they somehow manage magically do something with the north stand again which will probably never happen but please for just please fill in the corners at the south and the just please just just please we beg of you we beg of you fill in the corners like that FIFA's will help at, it will help uh, we'd have to see what fifa's acts are and i mean i'd heard what they were for commonwealth stadium and that was part of the untenable part of commonwealth stadium oh right uh, the seats oh that right oh but there was way more right um for example like the press box like the entrance into the press area was you know, you can also like where the press go in, fans can go in because that's also an entrance. Like, you know, as if you've been to Commonwealth Stadium, yeah. if you uh, there's those big wide open entrances like they used to have in stadiums that were built in the 1970s. And they were like, Oh no, no, you're gonna have to like build a tunnel underneath. Like a tunnel underneath the stadium. Like, <laughs> and no, and they talked about expanding the roof over the rest of the stadium. That part the new scoreboard would have to go in because the one that was built for the twenty fifteen World Cup was no longer good enough. Not good enough for the women, not good enough for the men. Um, I said that out loud. Um, the, mm, the renovations that were made why we're for friends. The, the Women's World Cup were not going to be good enough for the Men's World Cup, and there would have been a lot. So I'd like to know what the state of those... I, I don't think BMO Field would need that kind of work. It wasn't a stadium that wasn't built in 1978, and it's... Um, but it is interesting to see what would happen. I just, I just can't wait for all the world to experience... The joy that is five eleven or the, the streetcar. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I can't wait for the world to experience the joy yeah. that is the tunnel underneath the go train tracks. Yes, my God! It's like, it's like my chest just just got really tight. You know, can you imagine all all of these Europeans who have really smart, efficient mass transit, and to them, like the tram is like a nice thing. Yeah, they'll be thinking, all right, so it's about like five kilometers away. That'll take like 15 minutes. We've got plenty of time. No, <laughs> you don't. No. Oh, but I am waiting at this stop. And yet, is this really, is, is this your track here for just show? Because I haven't actually seen a streetcar for like uh -huh. half an hour. Uh -huh. uh, 
But yes, we all have memory. I have memories. Such strong. Oh, memories. I, 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 the, yeah, last season for, yeah, anyway, I just constant have, constantly have transit PTSD from BMO Field, that fucking tunnel. Just, yeah, and, and getting into World Cup qualifying matches. Yeah, and you, 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 you hope FIFA will be a bit more like on top of having enough people to be able to process people into the stadium. Oh quicker. dear God! It's like I oh can't. My God. Like it's it, bad it enough. It is bad enough to. getting into TFC matches sometimes. But for those of us that watched part of a world watched, listened to part of a World Cup qualifier from the fucking parking lot. My, mm. would I, would, I was game. one of those people. Yeah. yeah, the Panama game. Um, like it's unreal how bad they manage that stadium regardless of the event but like that that, that's one thing that i would have faith in in fifa being able to do well you know it'll be totally expensive they'll charge a lot of money for to whoever will actually be the ones paying for it but yeah i i think they'll have that down there there is hope i mean in the um I think when it comes to FIFA and the, the cost overruns and everything I've heard from people who are involved in the bids and such, said the one comeuppance that FIFA has is they're going up against American NFL owners. We're like, who are you? Like, really? Who are you? <laughs> the first time FIFA's been told by someone like, and you are? Um, who? Like, like... Like FIFA was trying to tell like American football stadiums, you know, that you have to like have the grass in and they're like, what? No, we're not like we're not stopping our football season. We're not going to adjust. Like you're not doing anything to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, in our eyes, you are a gnat compared to them, right? And I think <laughs> for the first time, FIFA was like, "Whoa, what a second!" Like in a, in the eyes of Americans, in the eyes of this market that you're trying to win over, you are not telling like the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys or in the Seattle Seahawks what to do. And I think that is going to be the saving grace that FIFA is in this situation is dealing with a group in, in some ways it's refreshing that they can't. And, and I think this is why since this process, the next world cups are kind of walkovers where they're being just given to places and FIFA will tell you what to do. Cause I think this experience for them has been a bit of an eye opener in terms of dealing with the, uh, the U S and I mean this in the best possible way. Like, go NFL football owners. Like, tell them what, put them in their place for once. Don't tell them that, that you can just do this and this and this for an event that lasts two weeks or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who the fuck do you think? Yeah. This is where the Toronto Argo is playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey, I, I, I knew, from, from what I was told is that the, the work that would have had to have been the Commonwealth State was so extensive. Someone had said to me on the inside that the Elks would have had to have moved out and played somewhere else for maybe two seasons. Two seasons? That's mm. crazy. That is absolutely for sure. Absolutely and of That's course, the interruption to, this, to the CFL season that they'd be willing to do. I right. Mean, yeah, well, CFL's not a big deal, but like for them, this is a major thing to sacrifice yep. that they're making to like clear out of two stadiums for the better part of a month and a half uh, that are two of their home stadiums. As much as I know that Toronto FC fans bristle when I say that on the Toronto no. side, but it's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, 
it's it's lost that prices are made and i believe it's it's going to be a good thing for soccer in this country but if it's it's got to be a good thing for soccer in this country yeah so has to play both sides gas yeah and i think if they would have been edmonton vancouver Charlotte, they would have played one game in each agreed i mean and again they would have had to for all of the reasons we've we've laid yeah. out here so I do enjoy how during the uh, the World Cup, the the thing on Sunday, they had announced that oh, they'll be playing in like, Toronto and Vancouver, you know, from coast to coast. Like, <laughs> yeah, not quite, mm. but like, yeah, it's as coast to coast as the World Cup final being played in New York. So here we are. Mm. Not quite in New Jersey. To be fair, New York is more or less on the coast. Yeah, Toronto, it's on no. a coast. Yeah, yes. they're gonna they're, they're gonna play the final at the Big Pair. So it's next, just like an apple, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just wonder too what went on behind the scenes there because you know New York wasn't the favorite, right? Like everyone, we all thought it was going to be Dallas or Los Angeles, right? Like that, yeah. you know, we would have thought like those are the two. Yes, because they're bigger stadiums, they're more state of the art. They're like you know, hell, the hell, they, yeah. the SoFi Stadium looks like it's been dropped from outer space and looks yes. like a space station that has a field in it. But obviously, the work. But LA pushed back quite a bit, and so did Dallas. And I wonder how much of that pushback FIFA was like, I mean, we're not dealing with this. Um, so I just just wondering out loud how it felt in New York, because I don't think they were the betting favorites. I mean, New Jersey, right? It's a train ride. So it's a train ride. Penn Station. So I still I think it's know. funny. Yes. It is funny. It is funny. I, I was at the old Giant State. I actually saw a New York Red Bulls game in the old giant stadium. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yes. It's, uh, so did I. Toronto lost 5 0. I think I saw oh, the place right. Seattle. Oh, right. That was when I, we'd started banning Duncan from the press box. Yeah. I think, I think they were playing, I think I saw them play Seattle. Yes. Hmm. And just to do something, I was in, and you know, of all the things you could choose to do in the greater New York area, I chose. To go to a New York Red Bulls game <laughs> and take the train out from from Manhattan out to New Jersey. That was my love of the MLS back then. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh boy! All right. Well, speaking of Canada and MLS, most awkward segue ever. Um, just one more, just a little interesting little. Little little nugget of information um, uh, before we move on to what's coming up. Um, Julian B. Guzman, sorry, Julian De Guzman in this case, I guess. You can better keep that alias. Yeah. Um, in what is possibly just, I still am trying to wrap, like, good for him, but um, the other day, uh, the New York uh, Red Bulls, the energy drinks, uh, announced that Julian De Guzman was the club's new sporting director. Uh-huh. And sure. Exactly. I I'm like okay. I what? Mm. I yeah. think um I don't know. So uh his involvement with Simcoe Rovers uh but also I guess his involvement with the Fury and being the first Canadian to play in La Liga still, I guess, carries some cachet. Um, his time as a broadcaster? Like, I, like, I just 
which he's a, I don't know. I, again, and I like, I like Julian de Guzman. This isn't a knock on him as a person. I just, this one, this, this, I just don't, I, I don't understand it. But then again, I don't necessarily understand a lot of how these roles are allegedly defined and how people get into them. Um, thoughts, everyone? <laughs> I, I presume he's got to be really good at interviews because, yeah, I, I don't understand the, the the obvious qualifications. Oh, yeah, this guy, you know, whether it's his particular qualifications in running a club or any kind of ties to local New York slash New Jersey football, and there doesn't seem to be anything there. So I mean, I thought he just like went in there and had a really fucking great plan and just like blew them away with like what the presentation he gave them at the interview. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't make heads or tails of it, but hooray. Well done, sir. May you never have to bail out another player again. Like legitimately, MLS like, mark. Like truly, like I don't mean like bailout metaphor. I mean like the legal process of. So, if I was the Red Bulls, just hired a new coach, right? Don't they? Till they have uh, a new. Yes, I, I, I believe so. Be yeah, they've been. So I'd be nervous if I was sitting because, like, it's Benito Floro far behind now. If, if <laughs> oh yeah, San, Sandro Sandro Schwartz is the yeah, new Schwartz. is the new. Oh boy, yeah, bringing your own people. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great for Julian. I mean, obviously, it's a good opportunity. I mean, I don't necessarily. I just have always known Julian personally as a person that's pretty demanding of himself and a person demanding of people around him. Um, and he expects a certain level of excellence. Um, you know, it's said, does that interview well? Is that what you want? And what does a technical director actually do or a sporting director actually do? Like, yeah, that's a really good question. Like, I don't know. Do that's do? my like. And I think that's maybe the better question with a lot of these rules with teams. Um, there seems to be a lot of like front office jobs where I kind of say, well, what do you actually do? Um, what's, you know, what's, what's going to be his input on player decisions or on management or, or, or on, or, you know, does he have any influence on what he wants to see or over this over the coach slash manager of the team? Um, is it more of a figurehead position? Is it um, I don't know. Uh, I, th I think that's I will. The, I will say question. that at least and, and this is something that I, I harp on a lot within within MLS, but also within CanPL um, is the importance of having people knowledgeable or involved in the sport, involved in your team. And de Guzman has experience with an MLS, most of it not good through yeah. mostly <laughs> no fault of his own. Yep. Um, I, I forever, I, again, we've had this discussion a million times um, in that, you know, especially his tenure at TFC, like the expectations, people not understanding what position he played. And then every time they played in the CCL and being like, that's the Julian de Guzman that you should be paying attention to because yeah. he got to play a different game. He got to play differently. He always played differently in CCL and it was fascinating and it made me happy. And then MLS would come back around again. They'd have to change the way he played. and It was fucking annoying and I hated it. Um, anyway, sorry, old arguments going mm -hmm. back a very long time. Um, but 
at least, you know, he, you know, he's got experience within Canadian soccer, both as a player, um, as involved at various levels and seeing how money works and all that sort of thing. So yeah, like there's, it's not that he's just like, Hey, you there, former player, would you like a job? Um, there's at least some experience, but yeah, I just like, congratulations. Good for him. Had no idea he was applying or interviewing for stuff like that outside of, outside of Canadian soccer, quite frankly. Um, or that that was an ambition for him. So I think a lot of this is just, it was just so out of left field. It was like, wait, what? Who? Huh? Mm. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to the last portion of our show. What's coming up? Mark, mm. how excited are you? I am right now, because this is Monday, day of recording. It's on Wednesday. I'm at about a 3-4. I'm, I'm okay. ramping up. I'm All right. Tomorrow, ease into it. Tomorrow, I should be doing at least a six. And, nice. And uh, once I you know, finally get get those shoesies on, little mitts, get my, get my, I got, I went for the fancy club seats. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, yeah, so, you did. You did. So, well done, Mark. I'm proud of you. Um, Like, truly proud of you. Good for you. Well, I mean, it's, it's the easiest way to get the wife Warm? to agree to go to a game in February, as I did already once in this lifetime. So I feel like this is just, you know, ensuring that somebody's going to go with me. But uh, um, also, too, I figure why not be comfortable as I see my beloved team possibly get destroyed? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about is the renamed what used mm. to be the ccl is now the Concacaf champions cup mm. c cubed triple mm-hmm. c i don't know c cubed sounds like a drink it i know there's there's a there's an energy drink company just waiting to unveil a, it's, there, it's there is a c4 oh God, that exists be, can it just be like sponsored by Celsius then? We can get Ariel Castillo to, she can she can be the unofficial spokesperson for the tournament since she's the unofficial spokesperson for the energy drink. If any, you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. I spend too much time on soccer Twitter. Um, Fair. So anyways, so it's the CCL, your mom. Um, and there are two... Well, there's more than two matches, but there are two Canadian teams involved in the opening round and their preliminary matches this week. Uh, the first is uh, Hamilton hosting CD Guadalajara. Yeah. And then the Whitecaps. <laughs> I'm sorry. It still makes me laugh that they have to do this. Uh, taking on Tigres uh, in Victoria at Starlight Stadium on Thursday night. That's right. They don't get to play at home. No. that I have to play in Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Makes me far too happy. I don't know why. I think it's um, what I think is funny is that there's three three Canadian teams participating in this and only one is actually playing at the at their home stadium. I understand I why, but like Jesus, really th- like one of them plays in a dome and they're homeless. Like I know, I, know. I understand. <laughs> it's a home and garden <laughs> show, guys. People have got to buy their stuff. Like, come on. Like, like garden shows are 
I've had to work home garden shows, and I, I got to tell you, it's pretty special. I just, I just kind of, I think the thing is like, um, and I know you know it's not their stadium. Ultimately, it's not their stadium, and yes, you can get have that blocked out for a home and garden show. You know, I mean. Why are you having a home garden show in February? Is this a BC thing that I don't understand? No, this is, this is when you do it. Oh, no, that's when you have them. You for have reals? to have them before the... Oh, oh, absolutely. I've lived in enough apartments to never know to go one. Yeah, because so. you, you have to have it before the first frost, before the, before the last yeah. frost. This is, like, this people is a big to... time of year to do this. this is when you, when you do all this stuff, when you get all yeah. domesticated and stuff, this is when you go ex and you get to the home and garden show and you look at like all the patio furniture, you look at yeah. like... You look at the the possible renovations you could do to your house, and usually mm -hmm. about thirty vendors who are selling like beer neon signs for your yeah. garage and for your basement. <laughs> Lots of basement wow. bric-a-brac at these things. Like the things that used to find the better living center at the CNE, which is my exactly Toronto, are now like, at the home and garden shows. At the home and garden shows, so like like really cool jacuzzis, but also like those Coke mirrors from eighteen ninety five. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Vel fair. A velour Elvis, like for your wall. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs I, a velour Elvis. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you need to be going and looking at that in February to plan things for uh, for yeah. the summer and everything. Okay, Absolutely. You're not, yeah. you're not thinking about Conca Champ soccer. Conca Champ Cup. Conca <laughs> Champ Cup. So Conca Champ. Clearly, I'm showing my <laughs> hand that. Fixer. That I live in an apartment and have lived in an apartment for a while various apartments so yeah so the idea of a home and garden show is both hilarious and insulting to me um but that's that's a personal thing anybody else who does it fill your boots but just the idea like you have a dome stadium and you couldn't even get that that's pretty funny you couldn't even get so you're, you're um basically yeah. you're homeless because of a home and garden show <laughs> there's a there's a joke that writes itself too Jeez, it's too fucking funny um so yes, yeah, so the uh, the first two uh, Canadian teams play this week, uh, as we said. Um, just a quick note on both the current form uh, in the Clausura part oh, yeah. of I mean, the how Hamilton are doing great right now. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, Got some good so, results going. The players are looking good. Mm. Um, Guadalajara. CD Guadalajara started the season off a little, this part of the season off a little rough, uh, two draws and a loss, but come mm -hmm. on strong their last two games with wins. Whereas Tigres started the season totally house of fire, three straight wins, last two matches, draws. So there you go, people. Um, scintillating stuff. That's right. They've, they've played five matches in the Clazero so far. Um, and then, uh, they were third and fifth during the Apertura part of the season. Eh, fine. Um, There's they're two very good teams and should at least bring, hopefully, some fun matches to watch. Um, Marcus, what are your what are your hopes and dreams for Wednesday? What do, what do you think will actually happen? Do you feel as though Hamilton, Concacaf Road, Concacaf Warriors that they are? Mm -hmm. Well, are they gonna are they gonna get a point? Okay, in this so match? so you've asked a couple very different mind state of questions. One, I know. What are my hopes and dreams? Yes, obviously a victory, a dirty, filthy, 
they score, they catch him off guard in the third minute, and then it's 87 minutes of the squeakiest bums you've ever experienced at a match because they're just desperately hanging on by threads. And they pull it off. That's my hopes and dreams. That's the that's the like good it. that's the holy shit. I can't believe they did it. Because now Hamilton can start their collection of Liga MX clubs like Toronto has. <laughs> the flip side of it is that um it's still like they're they're their fourth their fourth central defender on the bench makes more than the entire club probably combined of forge i mean you know suspect accounting notwithstanding um of how hamilton manages to afford this entire team mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I i feel like i feel like the one thing that they do have going for them and i've said this before is bobby's system and somehow that system includes players who do not give a shit who they're playing. They just don't care. Your MLS don't care. We're coming after you. Your Liga MX don't care. We're coming after you. They will not give up. And that's bonkers to me that he's got 20 some odd guys who are willing to run through walls for him in this league. So um, I think, I think the reality is I, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm going to go to this game and then watch the second game. And I'm going to go, Jesus, well done guys. They're not going to advance, but my God, they'll, they'll look decent at the minimum and look great at the max. And they will not look shy against a team that should for all intents and purposes, run the score on them. That could happen. I sure as hell thought that was going to happen to them when they played Cruz Azul. And it didn't quite happen. And even when they were down, they were still fighting as if they really believed they had a legitimate shot at not only winning the game, but winning the tie. And that is, that's, that's, that's some incredible motivating speeches that you must get or fear. Fear is also a thing. He looks scary. (laughs) Fear the beard. I do. Mm -hmm. This, 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 I presume this is a two-legged thing. It's it going to be a game yes. in Mexico as well. Okay, nice. Uh, is there a chance that it goes to penalties? Because you've got my predictions. Yeah, right. Random crazy shit happens. It goes to penalties. Then Hamilton loses because they always do. That's 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 really true. Um, mm. I actually don't know. Does anybody know? But which? The. Let's see, yellow card oh, yeah. accumulation. If it's oh, yeah, it has to go to penalties at some yeah. point. I just, if it's 1-1 one, one and 1-1 one, one and everything else magically like, works out, it'll go to penalties. Yeah. Okay, just, yeah. I, I, um, I, all two-legged rounds will use away goals as the first tiebreaker. If they're tied on aggregate and on away goals, they'll proceed to extra time, where away goals no longer count, followed by penalties. Look, anything but goalie penalties, and I don't care. Just happy to participate. I've already been through that once which is something everybody should be able to see once in their life. But my God, I never want to see that again. I'd just be aware of the collective indifference we normally see from Mexican sides in these road, in the road portions of their ties. They tend to not care very much. And they, they do play like they don't care very much. Mm-hmm. And then um, they turn around they, and smack you around on the other they ties. To, so. They're just kind of like survive it. Like... They won't Let's see send what their these guys have. They're not going to send their full squad. They're 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 not going to 
there's gonna be guys that you're gonna be like, oh wow, it's the number three hundred and seventeen. Yeah, why is it? Why oh. is all the defenders numbered seventy five, seventy seven, seventy nine? Oh, right. Duncan, and, you're gonna be seven. Oh it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, it's amazing. Time after time, we've seen this happen when they play the road legs of these of the Champions League slash Champions Cup tournaments. There's a cockiness they have, and they kind of just say, "Okay, we'll be fine." Go and I get it. Win by a bunch, and it's cold. It's miserable. We don't want to be here, um, and they generally don't want to be there. And if you feel like it's the guys who lost in the lottery who have to do these road trips um, into like the northern United States or into Canada for these early round ties, and they don't, they don't care very much. Um, yeah, you know, and I, and I think that the timing of this is really bad for both MLS and Canadian Premier League teams. I mean. You're not playing games. You're not playing games. I mean, mm-hmm. you can train as much as you want. You can prepare as much as you want. It's not the same. You have as practice games. games and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, not the same. It's not the same. Um, yeah, so I I think that they're going to hang in, make a good show of it at home in front of their in front of their supporters. I'm I'm really happy to to hear that they've had to open up extra seats in Hamilton and such. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Because I I felt the last time they had games of the stature there that the people didn't come out in, in droves. So. I think that's a real positive step for the league. And there you see, I'm not negative all. Um, <laughs> I think that they'll put a good show on in Hamilton and then Chivas will just wait for going home and yeah. say, okay, now now we have you where we want you. And that's going to be the real test is that second leg is where you're going to have to survive in probably some really not great conditions for us Canadians yeah. um, to, to be – to go down and, and to play in and and it'll be a good sh- it'll be they, they make a good show of themselves at home and i think that will be a successful yeah. tournament i think it's a and, tournament if you make a good show at home i just say we're going down to mexico for fun and we'll see what we get out of mm-hmm. no um, pressure there's no pressure at all on that right no just very quickly for anybody who's wondering why we haven't talked about Calgary yet. Uh, that's because the first round has been split up uh, over the course of February, basically. Uh, the first leg is played during this week and next week. Uh, sorry, the first, sorry, one half of the bracket gets their first and second leg this week and next week. And then the other half of the bracket, which is where Calgary exists, play the last two weeks of February. So we're going to talk about them and also their hilarious need to play their home match in Vancouver in Victoria. <laughs> um, the sea horses. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. The tiny sea pony boys. Um, the uh, the last two weeks of February. So that's, we'll talk about them more. We haven't forgotten about them. We're not ignoring them. Just letting you know that is why. But Starlight Vancouver, Stadium. home Starlight to CONCACAF. It's become like the, the Disney World classic home of Canadian <laughs> soccer. What? Has your team even played at Starlight? Whatever. Yet, nah. like, not, not, not a road game, a home game. A home game. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> what would be awesome um, is if one of them had to host Pacific at Star <laughs> Stadium and Pacific had to be in the road dressing room. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Wrong state, like they would be oh like, my God. Be, like, I never snap. knew I wanted something until just now. <laughs> <laughs> White Caps playing Pacific. 
Oh my god, that's amazing! Starlight Stadium, White Caps at home. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, could the White Caps not have played in Langley? I, I I think you know surely that's going to be easier to get to them. I don't than think Concacaf would have approved Langley. No. Mm, okay. I think is the likely. Not- that's a big question. Is is Langley actually easier to get to if you're, if you're right in like proper downtown Vancouver? Victoria is probably quicker. That's yeah, a long whatever. ferry ride. Yeah, it's a long trip five. out to Langley. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess unless you um, drive. Yeah. So one of the other questions, other than whether or not Canadian teams are going to advance or whether they're going to win their home legs, I think there's a, a good chance that that they do. Um, is how one watches these because until the earlier very long discussion about uh media pro and csb etc 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 which of course involves campiel and one soccer um is how do you watch these um it's they're supposed to be on one soccer there's there seems to be some sort of agreement in place they have not officially announced it Concacaf well, has not a CSB them property right it's a Concacaf property and i think they yeah. still have the rights to con yeah, so CONCACAF has added one soccer as the official broadcaster for these matches. And, and but they this was just a few days ago that it was a finally officially added. Um so and the and one soccer is showing um uh the uh U17 uh the 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 Can W17 uh tournament um right now. So anyway, so hopefully, I, I just looked on uh, Fought Mob and I don't see that loaded on there yet. But expect to be able to watch it on One Soccer slash Fubo, um, depending on how you watch your One Soccer. So that should bear out. Fingers crossed mm-hmm. and toes. Do we want to do score predictions? Because we're not doing players to watch, because no. we're just not. For Hamilton versus Chivas, 1-1. One, one. Bless you, Duncan. And uh, and Vancouver versus Tigres? 1-1. One, one. <laughs> At least you're consistent, Duncan. That's what I love about you. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is basically going back to like Steve's theory about Mexicans. Yeah, don't really take it seriously the first leg, so. Reasonable. Mm. Um. All right. I, I'll. I'll say. Yeah. I'll say. Whew. I mean, I do want Forge to win, but I don't think it'll happen. I'm going to say two nil. The reality part of me saying two nil to 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 Shivas. <laughs> and um. Uh. I think Tigres are gonna uh, are gonna give it to him to the Victoria Whitecaps. Uh. Uh. Three one. Esteban. I will say nil nil for Chichimus. Bless you. Uh, and then I will go Vancouver 2 1 over Tigris in this first leg in their glacial duel. Uh, but then both will get stomped in the second. I am going to say Hamilton 1 0 over Chivas. It'll be ugly. Okay. It will not be pretty. Um, and then 2-2 to the Victoria Whitecaps uh, at Starlight. 
Do we have an idea what the weather forecast is supposed to be like for Hamilton with Chivas? Um, it's supposed to be about three. It's supposed to be three or four or something. Three in the day. It's supposed to be around one to minus one at night. So. Oh, and then the wind is, coursing is, is in. Wind. And then the state, yeah, and that stadium is a natural uh, expressway Disaster. for wind. <laughs> yes, so, it um, is. The, yeah. With the wind, it's going to feel like minus 44. Um, so, yeah, it it's not supposed to rain, so there's that. That's something, at least. Yeah. It's not much, but it's something. I'll take it. it. Last time I was yeah, there this yeah. time of year, it rained. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and we will, uh, we will, yeah, so that's our... That's our predictions for that. Um, that's actually our show, believe it or not. I believe know it it's over not. so so soon. I, I know. know, right? <laughs> Come on. Considering it's the four of us and we're coming in around two hours, that's actually pretty outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm actually, actually impressed with us. And my son just texted me say that, yeah, I don't have to pick him up for another hour to Hannah. All right. Oh, settle in for four, everyone. No. Here we go. No, we're not getting. No, stop it. Um. Anyway, that that is that is our show for this week. Um. Thank you very very much, uh, Mr. Stephen Sandor, for joining us uh, on our show this week. It has been delightful having you here and getting. Uh, your 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 experienced uh, take on things, um, which is illuminating and interesting, and I think uh, was a really good uh, discussion. And we will have you back to talk about the future of football, where uh, you and Duncan are just gonna like yell at each other. Um, and if Tony's here, he can join in too. I guess I don't know. Three teams on um, the field. That's an hour. Half an yes. Hour. Oh my God. All three of you. Yes, exactly. You, you guys can be the initiators of the yes. American soda pop company. <laughs> yes. As long as there's no sponsors and no like ad breaks and everything beyond those 30 minute chunks, this could work. I think it will be like Pepsi AM. We're bringing it back. So we can sponsor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's amazing. All right. Well, please, <laughs> please join us next week, uh, where we will definitely talk more uh, C cubed uh, results of this week's matches. Looking forward to the away legs for next week's matches. Uh, start previewing the uh, women's Concacaf Gold Cup, which is awesome and amazing that it's happening. Um, Maybe TFC will do something. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, and we'll talk about, I'm sure, World Cup stuff and CSB stuff, maybe. Whatever. There's, there'll be lots. There'll be lots, I promise. Uh, thank you to these fine gentlemen for joining me this evening. To be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Boo. This podcast didn't mention Lionel Messi once. Boo. Did. Boo. Just did. Just did. Mm. <laughs> uh, on the tweet machines at kitnerdmark with a K not a Q Mr. Mark Hinckley thank you to everybody who continues to support our very long podcasts via Patreon we absolutely appreciate it and uh, for those of you who are wondering that conversation between Stephen Duncan and Tony will be behind a paywall because honestly we need to get we need to that carrot money has to come from somewhere Ooh. so 
It's uh, true. It's true. Uh, the carrot stocks we, are heads, running low. Heads up, unless we get sponsored. We, hmm? we've, we've got World Cup tickets to pay for, Mac. This I, is true. Mm, yeah. And a loom. Mm. A loom. And a, oh, loom. yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. Sorry. That's how it has to go. <laughs> uh, in the Twitterverse at Steven Sandor, our very special guest, Mr. Steven Sandor. Thank you. It's blast to be on. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's been Thank fun. Thank you. Please come back. Oh, no, Yay. seriously. Please do come back. Yeah, you know what? You're coming find. back. Yeah. You're, you have to give Duncan a map to how to find me <laughs> so we can have this debate about. Mm-hmm. Oh, come visit and yes. we will do we will do drinks and shouting it'll be great yeah. <laughs> stop, stop making it easier for people to spend money on football like, oh, keep money out <laughs> if the players have to go back to being part time that's fine <laughs> oh no uh, as for me you can find me on the internet yes the entire internet at KZ Knowles I've been your host Kristen Knowles until next week Canada get used to it